Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Remember, always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, in, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all-star. All right, everybody. It is Tuesday night, May 16th, 2023. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can find us on thechairshot.com and any place that you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we got a busy show here tonight. Got a lot to talk about. I'm going to go around the room here first and introduce this cast of characters, starting with myself. I am the DJ, the man with the award-winning beard. Uh, going to wrap around the room now. Go to from the Rob the Genius podcast, the Minister of Truth, the Father of Facts and Figures, the Deacon of Data, the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling podcast, and the man with the golden shovel, Mr. Rob. How's your Tuesday? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad for 49. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Happy belated birthday. Rob had a birthday over the weekend. So. Uh, how was your birthday, buddy? Oh, it was cool, man. Um, so I went to breakfast with my children. And then after that, uh, I took my son to Dave and Buster's. For those of y'all who are not familiar with Dave and Buster's, it's one of those places where, you know, you go and, you know, they all type, they have types of arcade games and other stuff going on. And so we did that for a little while. And um, after that, I came home and I took a nap for a while. There you go. <laughs> I tell you what, at our age, Rob, those naps are uh, those naps are a treasure. Let me tell you, look, hey, uh, don't fight it when it comes. <laughs> I don't, I don't, man. When I hit that cow, like, like I said, we we mowed the lawn on Sunday. It was a little ton of yard work needed to be done. It took us about three hours. And after I showered and had lunch and everything, I used back on that couch. Yep, right into the vortex. Yep, don't don't fight it. Just I. Mean... Nope. All right, and last but never, ever, ever least, hailing from the Purple Haze and Cloud Nine, Bucky's tag team partner, a man destined to go through a barbershop window, and a guy who I hope is in a better mood this week. Last week, I checked up on Jason, and uh, he was ready for the Comet. Are we doing better this week? We're doing great! We're doing incredible! Because last we left our hero, Jason, he had, you know... You folks told him what a bad basketball player Jason Tatum was. Not you two. The the, the <laughs> proverbial you folks. Um, and he was, you know, bad things were going to happen to the Celtics. Well, guess what, folks? Just like always, Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Doc Rivers yacked all over themselves. Also, Jason Tatum grabbed that series by the nether region and 
took control, and we are going to the Eastern Conference Finals, baby. So, go Celtics, first off. We're coming. We're going. We're doing all sorts of wonderful stuff. So, yes, I'm in a much better mood this week because things are looking up over here. Yeah, because New England needs another championship to its name. He'll be unlivable it's if they win it this year. It's been too long, dude. Hey, you know what? After the crushing defeat of the Bruins a few weeks ago, I mean, it's been just loserville here in Boston. So it's it's bad. We gotta get a we gotta get a few W's under our belts and get a few more championship rings, and we'll be right as rain. Yeah, I think we talked about that last week. I can always tell Jason's mood by his Twitter feed. If Pepe's sticking the fork in the outlet, he's having a bad day. <laughs> If Pepe's yeah. got his little spinner hat on, his team's winning. It's it's pretty incredible to watch. And sometimes That's you see both in the same day. Yeah. Nothing but yeah, it's true. Sometimes it goes it goes sideways. God bless sports. Beauty of sports. Uh, as we just said, uh, Mr. Rob had a birthday here this weekend, but we are celebrating another birthday here on the Chairshot Radio Network. One Patrick O'Dowd of the Bandwagon Nerds, and uh, he also is on with the Greg DeMarco on the Greg DeMarco Show sometimes. Uh, Patrick O'Dowd celebrating a birthday today. Uh, he doesn't listen to the podcast. He's been very honest with me about that. <laughs> but uh, Patrick, you know, if the day comes, maybe two or three birthdays from now, you actually listen to this episode. Happy birthday, pal. Uh, and thank you for having me on the Bandwagon Nerds. Uh, I know he and I had some heat, and he still invites me back on. So that's I, I think that's kind of cool. So let's kick off the show here a little bit. Uh, Jason spent some time with his dad over the weekend. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of personal stuff here, and Jason's going to take the wheel. And you guys went to an air show, and looks like you had yeah. a good time. So um, just a bit of background. I mean, I know if you were a longtime listener to this podcast, one of the, my favorite episodes, again, no offense, DJ, is the episode where Rob and I had to fly solo, uh, as it were, without our fearless leader. And we basically talked a little bit of wrestling and then we talked about Top Gun Maverick because of how impactful it was in our in both of our lives and our relationships with our fathers. So in that vein, I talked about how my dad and I always went to air shows like ever since I was five, you know, go to the air shows, see the Blue Angels and all that stuff. So this year, finally, they're coming back from, you know, the covid hiatus that they've been on for several years this year, finally, um, late last year, they finally started to come around in, in the U.S. And then this year is the cycle where it's like, okay, this is when we usually have ours. So we went to one of the first ones. Uh, I don't know how many we're going to go to with my dad's knee, hip and all that good stuff. But in any case, we went to the air show. He had his little cane, it's seat cane, which is one of the most ingenious things I've ever seen. It's like a folding chair, but it's only, you know, it comes up to your hip and it's only two poles. And it just has a little seat on it. So you can use it as a walking cane, and then you just hit a button and open it up, and it's a little stool. You know, you got to be careful. Sitting real down pal. Is... Exactly, man. Um, so you got to be careful sitting on it. I got a little nervous watching the old man, you know, teeter-totter onto that thing. But he made it every single time. So, But in any case, air shows are one of the coolest things you could ever do. Uh, seeing these works of art and these marvels of machine uh, fly through the air and do incredible gravity and uh, physics, it seems, physics-defying but very physics-compliant things. 
and it was awesome because it was the first time that he and I had really done something that was just us um, in a long time. So that was that was cool, and it was cool that it was our thing. Um, well, so much so that one moment, one at one point, my dad was gabbing off one of the pilots, as he always does, spending way too much time with one of these pilots. Well, people behind are wanting to ask questions. Um, <laughs> so I'm just sitting around. I'm sitting a little bit off to the side of this um, this plane that it's an F-15 that my dad and I have literally seen multiple times because it is the painted up squadron aircraft of the Barnstormers which is the 104th fighter wing, which is our our home squad. Every So they go to every single air show we go to, they send at least one. So they're literally gathering around this the landing gear of this thing. I'm like, oh, that's cute. And then all of a sudden this guy taps me on the shoulder and I turn and he said, hey man, I'm so sorry to bother you. Would you mind getting a picture of me and my kids? And I realized that these are his kids. I'm like, oh, yes, of course I can do that. Um, and then so I you know, snap a couple pictures, I run back, get a wide angle, so he gets the whole plane, get one really close, and blah, 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 and I hand it to him, he's like, oh, man, thank you so much for doing so many pictures, that was awesome, and he's like, I'm just trying to make a memory with these guys, and they're all under, like, 10, Oh, all three of these kids are are all under 10, and I, and so I point over, I, like, kind of pat him gently on the shoulder and point over to my dad, where he's standing talking to this pilot, you know, he looks like the stereotypical old man with the uh, not the Vietnam veteran ones, um, but he he has like one of those trucker hats that look it's a squadron hat and all that stuff. I'm like, you see that old guy? That's my old man. And he's been taking me to air shows since I was bef- like littler than these guys. I was like, as long as they're doing them, keep going, because I promise these kids will always, always remember it. Um, so that was a. That was a really cool kind of not full circle, but you know, a nice a nice uh, look at at everything. And you know, one of my dad and I's favorite hobbies, and oh, how nice. far it's taken us. Stuff so, like that is that a generational. Really it's a generational type thing. Oh, it yeah. is. It it's funny because I said I said that to them. I was like, you know, we when I was when I was talking to my dad, I was like, you know, when I was their age, we were watching the F eighteen, the Hornet, like oh my gosh, they're letting us like watch this thing. They're actually flying a demonstration of the F-18 Hornet or something like that, um, generationally. Uh, like, yeah, it was the, the F-18. In any case, and now we've got these stealth fighters. We've got all these crazy things that, that these kids can walk up to, like their touch a truck, you know? Um, it's it's just absolutely insane. Um but anyway, you know, I'll just find that one thing you can do with your folks if you're lucky enough to still have one or two around and just never let go of it, guys, because it will bring you a lifetime of memories. Absolutely, man, because um, um, my dad and I went to a bunch of air shows, too, when I was younger. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it is an excellent time, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah go back and to... listen to that episode. We, Rob and I both talked about our air show experiences on the Top the mindless Top Gun podcast. I don't know if that's on the chair shot or if that one was on anchor. I think that may have been before. I don't remember. I think our I think our Spotify feed is still out there. Don't tell Maybe. anyone because I think we stopped paying for it a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I, I, seriously, I think it's still on there. 
Yeah, it's. I never got to go to. I, I went to one air show with my dad as a kid. Uh, they had one. My dad worked at Patrick Air Force Base because I refused to call it Patrick Space Force Base. That just doesn't roll off the tongue. Oh no, hell, no, no, no. We, we, <laughs> it's we it's Patrick Air Force Base. It's always been that way. I grew up on it. I grew up with it. That's what I'll call it. My dad that fed my family for forty years. Um, so yeah, but now it's feeding wonderful families of the space force. That's right. Uh, Um, but yeah, they had, I remember one air show being there as a, as a kid. And then like the next year they didn't happen. It was very cool. We didn't get the blue angels. We got the Thunderbirds. Um, the Thunderbirds were still doing, I don't know if they're still active now or not, but, um, the Thunderbirds are, the Thunderbirds are the air forces premier demonstration team. Blue angels are the navies. That's what we used to, because uh, we used to go to Andrews Air Force Base, and so we would, yeah, they would always have the Thunderbirds out there. Yeah, that's their now. Base. My dad now lives in Pensacola, and of course, they love the Blue Angels out there. Um, but if you ever have a reason to go to Pensacola and you ever find yourself there, go to the Naval Air Museum. My God, oh. what an experience! It's just yeah. it, if you're into that, it's spiritual to just walk through there. And see the planes from different decades. And, and some of them are restorations. Some of them are replicas. But one of the cool things they have, and I forget the name of the plane because it's been a couple years since I've been there. It's the actual plane that made the first transit, transatlantic flight ever. Like it's not a replica. It's not a recreation. It's the actual plane. And the goddamn thing's massive. Like the wingspan takes over. It, it seems like half the building. That's a little bit of hyperbole, but it's not that much not by much it's massive and it's just breathtaking to see this thing and it just you know there's placards and everything and then one thing that's neat is in the upper level you can walk through it's like recreations of different decades it's like shops and stores and restaurants and things like that and they have little displays and just um like candies from those time periods and foods and how they were all packed. It's just cool as shit, man. It's a, just a neat, neat spiritual experience. If you're ever in Pensacola, I strongly recommend going to the Naval Museum. Her, her name was the Spirit of St. Louis, by the way. That's you're right. You're right. It, the name escaped me in the moment. So it's okay. So yeah, it looks like Jason had a good time. Uh, you know, Rob had a good weekend. I've got a. Uh, I'm I'm wore out right now and kind of fighting a little something. I think it's just because I'm tired and over overworked and under sleep, slept, sleep, lack of sleep, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, and I'm getting ready to head into a marathon weekend. Um, Welcome to Rockville is in Daytona this weekend. It's a four-day hard rock heavy metal music festival. Uh, we went last year and, you know, the lineup's pretty good. There's about 100 bands over four days with some marquee headline acts. Uh, I think Tool is playing. There's like a Pantera tribute band that's not so much a tribute band, but it's like Phil Anselmo is singing, and there's a couple people playing back up there, uh, taking over for the Abbott Brothers. But uh, let's see who else. Uh, Alice Cooper's going to be there. Rob Zombie's going to be there. Just there, There's just, like I said, 100, 100 bands that we want to see over four days. And originally, I had taken Thursday through Monday off, which is why we're recording on Tuesday, because usually we record on Wednesday. I do all the editing and get it over to our boss on Thursday. I'm not going to be home Thursday. But I had taken Thursday through Monday off. As I've talked to my guys um, you know, off the air, and as I've probably mentioned here, my office has been horribly short-staffed for um, 
just weeks now. It feels like forever, but it's it's really only been a couple of months. So I had to cancel my four days or my three days off. So what I'm planning on doing is I'm working Thursday. The festival starts at around two in the afternoon. It takes me about an hour or so to get there. So I'm going to work until about two on Thursday, leave work, go home, get changed, shoot up to Daytona, stay for Thursday night, come back late Thursday night, get whatever sleep I can, get up Friday morning, go back to work, work my shift there. I should be out of there between 11 and noon on Friday to come back home, get changed, go back to Daytona, do day two of the festival to come back home and then do Saturday and Sunday of the festival to turn back around and go back to work on Monday. I If I'm not dead by next week's podcast, it is by just sheer dumb luck or the grace of God. Because I'm looking at that four and a half, five days, and I'm like, what am I even doing to myself here? <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I getting into? This is insanity. Well, here's a question, and I'll ask this like he's a professional wrestler. Can Alice Cooper still go? Uh, last I saw of Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper can still go. And I'm hoping that he brings Nita Strauss with him. Nita Strauss, absolutely yeah. brilliant guitarist, smoking hot. And she's done some some work for WWE. I think she yeah. played at Evolution. She played Shinsuke out, too. She played Shins- Shinsuke's yeah. music. And I think she played and, with dude, Lizzie. Another, another one. Like, her rocking and Shinsuke rocking out to that and stuff. Like, it doesn't come across live. Now that I've seen it, I've seen both. I saw it happen live, and I saw it happen on the TV. You know, after I watched it back, I'm like, it, it's you, it's special. Yeah, uh, she's a performer. Oh, she's so good. And like I said, she's done some work with WWE a couple times. She did that with Shinsuke. I believe she <clears throat> she did a piece with Lizzie Hale for the All Women's Pay Per View Evolution, if I'm not mistaken. But hoping that Alice Cooper brings her with him because I'd like to see her. Um, yeah, just uh, I, I'm. I don't know if my body is ready, but this damn near 50-year-old man is ready. <clears throat> Love it. Awesome. So we didn't come here to talk to you about our birthdays or about air shows or about rock festivals. We came here to talk some wrestling. We're going to talk some WWE. We're going to talk tag team championships, world heavyweight championships, night of champions. Is it night of champions or clash of champions? What are they called? Uh, night, night of champions. Night of champions. Uh, as PC Tunney and the gentleman over at the DWI like to call it, the jam in the sand. I, I cannot, I can't claim that as my own. That's theirs. Oh, but, right. uh, yeah, uh, from the Platt. That is Chris Platt's creation. Is that a Chris Platt creation? We'll credit yes. we'll credit him for that. <laughs> uh, jamming sand. <laughs> Live from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. In, they're in Jeddah, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. so, yep, definitely. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. And uh, there's there's a lot going into this, man. We've got the finals of the newly, newly instated World Heavyweight Champion. We're going to see one, my boy, Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins yes. against the returning AJ Styles, who looked really good on on uh, Friday Night SmackDown, man. He didn't like he had any ring rust at all. Yeah. Yeah, he's you know? ready to just get, get back in the deep end. Yeah, he's, he's ready to jump right back in there. And I, I, I hope, and, and we have to think about this, I think uh, they were talking about it on SmackDown, you know, AJ's starting to, to talk the talk of the window is closing. You know, Mm -hmm. Edge talked about it in his promo where he said he had to win that because the window was closing. Now AJ Styles is starting to make the make make that uh, 
make that announcement that we don't know how much longer we've got. You know, again, we're talking about a guy in his mid, almost mid 40s, who's been going strong for what, at least 20 years now and put his body and competed at a high level. Yeah. Um, Because he goes back to he goes back to the last days of WCW. Yeah. Last days of WCW. He was a TNA slash impact staple. And, you know, that's not even mentioning his work with Ring of Honor and, you know, New Japan. Right. So, you know, this is a body with some wear and tear on it. He's wrestled on TV in two centuries. Yeah, absolute fact. Yeah. So, really looking forward to that one. Obviously, in my bias, I hope I hope uh, you know Seth Rollins takes was takes this one home. You know, we've talked at great length over who we think should be the inaugural champion. I think initially my pick was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I just thought it'd be a nice wrench to throw in the works. I thought he'd be a great guy to hold that thing, and it'll um and that would have um kind of justified a lot of people's takes a lot of people feel like shinsuke should have at least held one either universal or world heavyweight championship while i understand every reason why he never did being a shinsuke fan i think it would have been neat to see him have something above and beyond the intercontinental championship but here we are um i think it's also important that you have those people who visit that stage and don't ever win the big one because that happens in sports yeah you know, I mean, it, you know, it, 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 there are people who don't spend every single year going after a championship. Some years are doldrum years and whatnot. And I mean, people and teams. So, well, yeah, why is no, admittedly, they're like, that? okay, yeah, this is a rebuilding year for us. If we exactly. make it to the playoffs, we're happy. But if we could just right. get this team cohesive over the next season or two, we'll consider that a win. Right. And, so. and I, I also would never, especially when we're talking about a major championship in the number one wrestling promotion in the entire industry, I would never sneeze at being the bridesmaid. No. You yeah. know? And yeah. so many people and, do that. And again, if it's not, I mean, yes, I can understand it's not exactly a high honor to wrestle, just wrestle for it if you're getting some throwaway month in February and you're getting the program with the champ who we know is making it to WrestleMania and blah, blah, blah. If you're doing the Ziggler, okay, I don't know how much of a an honor that is. Oh, I wrestled for the WWE Championship. But seriously, anything other than that? Because, yes, they're putting you opposite their world champion. They're wanting, they're either using you to Propel you or propel your world champion. So as an actor, you know, which is somehow sometimes how we ask people to look at this, that's nothing to snuff at. Yeah. And uh, well, I always because um, I always think about Cesaro and how people are just, you know, he's one of those people that, you know, that a lot of folks on the Internet are swear it was done just a horrible disservice because he never won the world championship and i always feel like people are just completely discrediting all the other things he did i mean and it just it just i mean it just it, it kind of makes me upset sometimes because it's like all the like because again all the stuff that that guy has done that that guy did in nine years in the WWE, all the great matches, all I mean, he was tag team champion fifty million times. He was U.S. champion. He won the Andre Battle. We don't have to go, through, but you know, y'all know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I got you. He did all that stuff. He had all these great matches. He had a lot of these great performances. And pe- and there are some people who act 
who would have you think that he was like a, you know, one of the security guard guys who gets beat up by Brock Lesnar for nine years or something, right? Yeah. Because it, never, never won a world championship. One of the best tag team guys they've ever had. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, and I'll take your Brock Lesnar analogy. He was in the ring with Brock Lesnar, and even not that they wrestled. There was a segment where he went in and broke some people up, and Brock Lesnar back kind of backed off a little bit, like, "Oh wait, this is Cesaro." You know, where in, in reality, as strong as Cesaro is, Brock probably could have just grabbed him and tossed him halfway across the ring. But it was a situation where Brock, in that little nuanced moment, kind of put him over. If you yeah, remember and, that, and um. <clears throat> You know, it's uh, what was I gonna say? It, like it just it, it it bothers me um just when people refuse to just you know act like again like I said like everything else the man did doesn't matter because he didn't get this one thing. Yeah. And well, let's let's talk about the match. I personally, I think this is going to be your work rate match of the night. Oh, uh, these are these are two guys who just one they have awesome chemistry we've seen it before and two they're they're, they're two elite athletes even with AJ Styles being you know just a few years older than than Seth Rollins AJ Styles got AJ Styles has still got plenty of gas in the tank and yeah he showed that Friday night he looked really good um, you know I don't know how his legs doing from the injury but I'm looking forward to this being the work rate match of the night Rob what do you think Oh absolutely and look. Um, and I recommend everyone go back in 2019. They wrestled at uh, Money in the Bank, and they had, and it, it was an excellent match then. And but it gets kind of lost in the you know soup there or whatever. But so if, like if they come any if they come anywhere close to that one, then it's going to be an excellent match. And, and look, I, yeah, I fully expect Seth to win, especially since AJ is on SmackDown now. And but yeah, like you said, they they should have the kind of work rate match of the night, and hopefully they'll get time. To, you know, well they should get time because I mean it's it's for the world heavyweight championship. They're not going to cut them to five minutes. No, I fully expect them to get twenty minutes. Yeah, minimum minimum twenty minutes. So yeah, it it more than likely I think that more than likely will be like again the again, the the work rate match of the night because you know i mean the rest of the car is going to be some sports entertainment mini kind of stuff yeah all right jason seth, what are your seth, oh i'm seth sorry i didn't mean to cut oh, you off buddy. and uh seth can get his big win before he has to go put over captain america oh that's good dude when they shared <laughs> that earlier today that seth rollins is going to be a, a villain in in captain america 4 i i popped i'm like that's awesome man it's so just being a seth rollins fan seeing that guy get these opportunities just makes me smile and I just well, I, one thing as a comic book fan, I'm happy to see that we're going to get like the proper, like Hydra villains, um, and because like uh, some of the names they had, like, um, well, like I think it was a Diamondback. She's one of the Hydra people, and so I'm, I think Seth is going to be like Cobra or something. I think that's what they said he might be. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're going to get the, we're going to get the proper Hydra <laughs> villains in this one. Yeah, I, I'm so hyped for that. After watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier and seeing how that ended, I'm like, okay, yeah, we're ready for this. Let, yeah. Let's do this. Let's fucking go here. So, Jason, your thoughts on the World Heavyweight Championship match? Uh, you looking forward to it? 
Jason, you're muted. Oh, you're on the Jason's on the phone. We'll uh, we'll move along. We'll come back to Jason on that. Uh, one thing I want to talk to you about for a minute, Rob, um, was Friday Night SmackDown. It was the the match with Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, and I believe it was Sheamus. Yes. Bobby Lashley got laid wide open. Took oh, a yeah. hard shot to Yikes. the uh, and at first I wasn't because I I caught like second because I didn't watch SmackDown until like Sunday. So I saw it on the timeline, saw Lashley bleeding everywhere. I'm like, okay, is WWE allowing these guys to do that again? Realized after the fact that he hit it, he he did it hard way. Uh, he had a huge goose egg coming into the second match with AJ Styles. What I found interesting was they, and they did the same thing for Brock. They just let it run. If you remember over the last few years, if somebody got busted open, they were, they would stop the match. They did it with John Cena. They did it yeah. with um, Finn Balor. Now, mind you, Finn Balor had a huge Grand yeah. Canyon Gash oh, yeah. that needed staples. Yeah, he he he'd have bled out if they didn't come in there. Right, but still, I found it interesting that they let Lashley bleed. They let Lesnar bleed, and then Lashley came back out later on in the night and yeah. just kept just kept bleeding all over the place. Yeah. So, um, I, go ahead, Rob. Oh yeah. Well, look, look, I have no problem if if it's you know again if it's hard way. I got no problem with that. Um, yeah, I'm not at this point in time i'm not here for the bleeding you know Mm-mm. but you know look if a guy gets busted open hard way then no problem keep going and like i said unless it's again unless it's like finn balor where they had to stop him you know or else he, you know so he wouldn't bleed out there in the middle of the ring right yeah it's it, i think it 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 adds to the believability um you know and I, i'm with you we don't see we don't need to go back to the era where guys are cutting their foreheads open now, I believe that Brock busting open at Backlash was intentional. I don't know whether they had the turnbuckle gimmicked or whether he just freaking slammed himself into it intentionally hard enough to bust himself open or what. Um, it was an incredible effect, and it was it was effective. You know, because, again, we talked about that on the post-Backlash show. How do you follow Bad Bunny and Damian Priest? Yeah. Well, you, you follow by sheer violence, and the bloodletting in that match – was the exclamation point on the violence of that match. So yeah. it absolutely worked. And I, I agree with you. I think, you know, if somebody gets, you know, either busted open hard way or something like that, let it run. If the Now, you know, obviously if one of the two competitors in the ring is not comfortable with that scenario, then, you know, you have to take a pause and do what you need to do. But I think, like, I think back to uh, Samoa Joe in NXT. I think he was wrestling, it was either Shinsuke or Sami Zayn, but he got busted wide open. Oh yeah, I remember they and they, they did they intervened, yeah. <clears throat> they intervened and he kept pushing the ref away, like F it, let me go, let me go. And finally they they calmed him down because in the heat of battle, Joe was just like, nah, forget it, we're not stopping now. I'm I'm in the middle of killing somebody here. But you know, so I, I, I was fine with it. I, I thought it was cool, I thought it enhanced things. Um, and it it definitely kind of it kind of helped tell the story a little bit with Lashley losing, you know. Yeah, and uh Again, like so I'm all uh, I have no issue with it um, if it happens that way because and you know I think we said this before in some of these situations it, it's 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 like it's I mean, you know for black whatever looks fake if somebody doesn't get cut open right like you know like we're talking about slamming people into the cage or scraping their face against the cage wall or you know things like that. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing that it, I mean, if you were doing it, quote unquote, for real, yeah, the person would be scratched up and bleeding. So, I mean, there are certain situations where not having it happen would, 
you know, actually look, you know, fake. Right. <laughs> and so if it happens <clears throat> when it does happen for real, then yeah, I mean, again, like you said, if, it, if it's if it's so bad that you know you gotta intervene so that the person doesn't bleed out, and then by all means, yes, you you do that. But if it's something, if you can let it go, then um, then let them go. Let them, yeah, let them finish. Right. And the, the, the nuance there is that we're sitting here talking about two WWE matches within a week of each other. Actually, yeah, maybe to be honest, six days of each other where somebody got busted open and it sounds like a big deal. By contrast, on the Wednesday night show, you've got Moxley who seems to bust open <sighs> on a regular basis. And, and some of it under the most ridiculous of circumstances, like he took a chair shot to the when I shared the video with you guys. And at first, yeah. Rob, you weren't sure what to make of it. He was in the ring. With uh, Omega, takes his chair shot to the back, does the face bump, and then starts cutting his forehead. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You just took a chair shot. Like, you're a fucking professional. You're John fucking Moxley. You know how to do this shit. You should know how to time it better. And it's just lost its... I mean, their fans eat it up. You know, it's all, and we joke about it here because we usually record on Wednesday nights. One of either Jason or Rob has AEW on in the background, and we joke about the Moxley blood watch. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, how long before Moxley starts bleeding in the middle of a match? And I've just, I've seen, like, there I was will, one match. I will be keeping in live, I will be keeping in live uh, John Moxley blood watch in July when AEW Dynamite comes to Boston. We had, Emily and I got tickets. Uh, that's week. right. Awesome. You guys bought tickets. We did. All right. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. But well, yeah, just getting back to it, it's like I I understand every reason why WWE put the kibosh on it. Like I did. Like there was a period of time where it just got out of control. Yeah. And it was it was way too much, way too much blood, way too often were they bleeding. And at some point you gotta look at it and say, okay, enough's enough. And now when it happens the once or twice a year that it does. It's it's special. It means something. It adds to the story. It enhances the match. And and I think that's that's important and that's key. And that's getting lost over on the Wednesday night shows. Like I could I care less. Like all wow. You, all you have to look at is Mox bleeds almost every single week versus think about the last time we saw blood on WWE. It was Brock Lesnar. So, and think about the is story impact that one makes, and think about the story impact that the other makes, and think about how how happy the network is every time that there's blood. Either way, I mean, either network, you know, they're not yeah. going to be jazzed. They're not going to be jazzed about it, you know? So, right. yeah, I just think but they're, they're you, just you, making it mean so much. Right. I was talking uh, with Robin. I don't know how much of you heard because you were uh, in the middle of something, but we were talking about Lashley from Friday night. You know, mm-hmm. Lashley getting busted wide open and WWE making the decision to just let it ride. You know, we we talked, you know, for a minute about how, you know, historically in the middle of these matches, they would stop the match to go over and clean up the blood and either slap like a liquid bandage or, or whatever the case may be on it just to get through the match. They let They let Lashley go. Then he came back out again in the, in the evening and AJ Styles turned that wound into a target. And Lashley started bleeding again, and they let it go. Yeah, yeah. and they worked. I mean, that time they worked it. They did. They worked the injury, and like I said, AJ Styles turned it into a target, 
And again, it it fed into the story of the match. It was incredible. And, you know, it's just it was just like I said, a little neat little, you know, side quest that we went on there about well, that. And yeah. Again, AJ no AJ, we just got done putting over, you know, two centuries of wrestling. Uh he knows how to even with a guy with a gaping head wound head wound, he knows how to do the wrestling punches so that wound doesn't open again. Yeah. Right. And um and I I just gotta add, um, Mox, please, brother. Okay. Can you not get? Can you please stop getting caught on camera? That that's dude, that's the I, one thing that's a little much for me. I support I mean, the guy. They get go go nuts and and for God's sake, people, hear me now. Believe me later. That's half the reason he's there is that they let him do that shit. Go nuts, buddy. Just make it work and make it make sense. You're being generous by saying that's half the reason. Yeah, Mark, that is the entirety this. of the reason why Moxley well, is in AEW right now is yeah, one, they let he, him do whatever he, he wants, wrong. and no, two, they let him wrong. do that. Well, yes. the the third thing being you moved up a rung. You're you're the top dog here. Yeah, you're not in your other two guys' shadow. You're right. the guy. Even right. now in their in their current landscape, he is one of the guys. That part, I don't think Moxley cared so much about. I think Moxley, like, everybody wants to be the guy. Like, let's don't bullshit right. anybody here. Everybody wants to be the guy. But I think Moxley is smart enough to look at Seth and look at Roman and go, yeah, I understand why them and not me. So I think, right. you know, if he were allowed to bleed and allowed to do the crazy shit in WWE, I don't think that would have bothered him. I don't think that would have been a motivating factor in him deciding to leave WWE, it was very much the shitty promos he was given. No. And what he felt was creative handcuffing. And it's also, and, it's also a, like we talk about a lot of times, it's a cocktail of circumstances. Like, okay, I'm over at WWE. I don't, you know, I'm one of the top guys. And he was, you know, first WWE champion when they split the brand and brought, sent that over to SmackDown and all yeah, that good stuff. He was SmackDown stuff. champion, yep. Yeah. He was, he was the, and <clears throat> let's not belittle that, he was the WWE champion, the belt. Yeah. I um, mean, and to be fair, like I said a little bit ago about the Bridesmaid, there's a lot of people that would love to have the career that Dean Ambrose had in yeah. WWE. But, I mean, if, you know, okay, I'm top dog over here, they don't let me bleed. You know, over here, they'll let, they'll... Even as my friends eclipse me over here, I can be topped up, keep this status, and get the shit kicked out of me all the time, like I love. Right. So, hey, I'd fuck, I'd do it too. Now, so we were talking uh, real quick. I was going to ask you what your thoughts were on the uh, as we go to you know, Night of Champions, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Are you looking forward to the match? I am looking forward to the match. I think have we done predictions yet? Because I no, yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, we we, we had well, yes, we well, we know we know who's winning this one. I'm yeah, this one's yeah, kind of I, there's no real surprises here. Yeah, I mean, we know yeah, Seth's and winning, I think so. at that point it's just on Seth. It's like okay, man, you're the champion now. Make I, this it, is make one of those situations something. where I watch WWE because I know we're going to get a good match. I, I the, the the finish has already been pretty much hand delivered on a platter. We know who's winning this. I want to watch a good wrestling match between two of my favorite guys on WWE programming. Oh, the match is going to bang. It's going to be. And sometimes that's just Um, it. That's why you watch. You want to watch a good wrestling match. At the end of the day, we are wrestling fans. As much as people may want to lament that WWE fans aren't, 
Sometimes you are. Sometimes you go into a match going, yeah, I know this one's going to win, but these guys are going to tear the house down. Yeah, and I think that's what we're headed for here. Um, and Seth just has to – I mean, I don't know, man. I remember the last time he was he was champion. Uh, it was, we don't talk about that. It was that. something. Hey, <laughs> we, hey, we, don't, hey. we don't discuss that as, as Seth Rollins fans. That's a, yeah. that's a footnote in history that we just, just a, gloss over. It was just a cool thing that happened. Yep, and it happened, and great... we moved on from it. And we've healed. Hey, there was some genuinely cool stuff about him and Becky being champ at the same time. Uh, you know, <laughs> some of the oh, I love you. I no, I I I pop for that stuff as long as you don't overdo it. You let these, you know, that's when I'm okay with the real life getting into the wrestling. It's like okay, you know how I mean, you go back and like. At the peaks of their careers, I don't even know if they did anything together, but like at the peaks of their careers, wouldn't it be cool if like Edge did something with, you know, when he was, you know, king oh, of the did, world? With, they did with a bunch of stuff Did they together. do something? Well, they, okay, but, well, I'm just talking about some people miss their chance to do stuff like that. Even if you do it a month or two with your honey or with your best friend or whatever, whatever, <laughs> let's all just relax and enjoy. I, I'll tell you what, man, we... Well, the last house show I went to before the pandemic was it was a, it was a a raw I think it was a raw but when they were still doing separate branded house shows it was a raw mm-hmm. branded house show and they had like a almost a dual main event because they did like the first hour hour and a half of the show and then they had an intermission and before the intermission was Becky Lynch and uh, Lacey Evans in what was quite honestly the wrestling match of the night like it was a really good wrestling match people shit all over Lacey Evans but. Lacey Evans is a really good professional wrestler and her and, you know, her and Becky Lynch had a great match. And in the main event was uh, Baron Corbin, because at the time uh, Seth was feuding with Corbin. Um, They had a great Orlando street fight match. It was a lot of fun. So, you know, that was uh, just a fun house. I won't dump on that that time period at all for that particular reason. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stuff. So moving, I'm not going to go over the whole night of champions card because we'll save that for the week before, but I do want to talk a little bit about this interesting tag team title situation. We found ourselves in uh, Roman Reigns, obviously very pissed at the Usos right now, uh, had an incredible segment with Jay Uso or Jimmy and Jay Uso on Friday night where he really, really got in Jimmy's face, gave Jimmy the pie face. Jay had to step in uh, just very, very good layer that we're adding to this story now. Now that we finally starting to pull away from the Sami Zayn Kevin Owens feud, and 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 we're almost we haven't completely pulled away because that that leads into United Champions. Uh, you know, Roman makes the announcement that he and Solo Sokoa are going to challenge Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the unified WWE Tag Team Championships, and this really. This is interesting because what are we going to do here? We can't continue to have a unified belt. At some point, we have to split up. We need tag team champions for Raw. And we need tag team champions for SmackDown. This is this is the night to do it. 
and how they're going to do it, I have no idea. But they're, I, this is this is going to be an interesting match. I'm, I'm invested here to see what they do with it. Uh, Jason, what do you think? What are your thoughts on this whole this whole developing story with the bloodline now? You're muted. Uh, Jason? <laughs> this boy and his mute button. Jason? He's still muting. Okay, well, he, all right. He, uh, Rob, you go ahead, and Jason can figure out how no, to unmute no. himself. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I had the wacky idea. I, I, can't, I got the wacky idea Friday that what they may end up doing is they have Roman, that Roman and Solo will win, and then Roman will just take both sets of belts of Adam Pierce and just dump them on his desk and be like, look, I don't do tag teams, dude. I, I don't need this stuff. Um, which, you know, uh, which would kind of be also like kind of an offshoot of what he was saying to Jimmy and Jay Friday. Um, and in that way, by doing that one, well, it does a couple of things. It, you know, it's him, it's him messing with Jimmy and Jay some more. Um, it could also possibly potentially plant some seeds of dissent with him and solo. Cause you know, solo will be like, Hey man, we won this. What, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah, he already I, had I want... to give up one championship. He gave up the NXT North American championship cause he had to go to the main roster. Right. So, uh, so imagine if one gets pulled out from under him again. I mean, that's yeah, and, some storytelling. And this time it would be because, you know, the other dude just wanted to be a jackass. Right. Um, and, so that could, you know, that's a potential, you know, source of tension between Roman and Solo. Um, it's more strife between, you know, Roman, Jimmy, and Jay, of course. And then it also does the favor of splitting up the tag team titles because right now for, and I've said that, I mean, as, as much as people complain about having the, you know, Roman having the world and the universal titles, I've been saying that the tag team titles being unified was a much more cause of, like stagnation or what have you. Um, and, you know, my logic behind this is largely because um, tag team wrestling is almost is way more title centric than singles wrestling. Um, you can probably count on one hand the number of historically great tag team feuds that did not center around a tag team championship. And so, because, and, what I mean, and so basically, all the other tag teams for like a year now have just been kind of spinning their wheels. Basically, um, you know, you kind of you get a turn to lose to Jimmy and Jay, and then, then after when you're not doing that, then you're not really doing much of anything important. And so they have a whole division with I don't know how many they have a lot of teams now. Um, oh yeah, they've got a ton of tag teams at the moment. We've now now we've got uh, was it um, Jesus, their names but the guys that are running with Jinder Mahal. Oh, Indusure, yeah. So now we have Indusure. They got Indusure up there now. We've got the the Vikings. We've got pretty deadly. Pretty deadly now. You've got to do something with pretty deadly. And yeah, how much so of that though falls on yeah. creative for not because I, I think back in the most. And I hate to use the word memorable because it really just kind of went nowhere other than giving people some TV time. As much as I love the New Day, their feud with the Vikings was garbage. Oh, it was um, it was because it was yeah. I mean, it lasted a couple of weeks and what last year and nothing really. I mean, 
it was and then that and then when they were also earlier in the year last year when they were feuding with you know Sheamus and the boys it was the same kind of thing and it was completely it was it was pointless and it was a dog it was just, chasing its tail for for the last year and a half yeah and it's yeah. just nobody and so basically for the past year and a half you either lose the Jimmy and Jay or you just kind of you know are just hardly doing anything. And now that's been replaced by losing the Sammy and Kevin because, you know, they had the tag team showcase match at WrestleMania. And then two days later, the team that won that match went out and got beat um, by Kevin and Sammy. Oh, and then yeah. last week, you know, Imperium, their first night on Monday Night Raw. And what happens? They get beat by Kevin and Sammy. So it's um, it's rinse and repeat with a different team. <clears throat> um, and... You know, and to do something about that, I mean, the best way to alleviate that is to give the teams on both shows something, you know, a, a championship that they actually have, you know, a believable chance of winning, right? Because right now, I mean, because look, for that whole, we all knew that with Jimmy and Jay that the, the end game was going to be them getting to WrestleMania and then losing them there. We just didn't know who it was going to be to, you know, last year. But we knew that's where it was going, and which basically rendered like every tag team title match pointless, you know, for like almost a year, right? Because um, you knew they weren't losing, yeah. <laughs> right? <clears throat> and you know, we don't. And as long as Kevin and Sammy are, you know, in some type of something with, you know, the bloodline, we know they're not going to lose to anybody else. Um, and so it's time to. You know, because you can't have keep having these teams have these little, you know, two or three week, you know, TV feuds where they have a, you know, where they end up in some goofy stipulation match on TV that nobody cares about. It's like, why are we fighting? Well, we're fighting over the Viking shields. Like, wow. Again, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, one thing I, I don't want to get out of this segment without mentioning something historic. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going over to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Historically, these guys have been not going to work for me, brother. And, you know, now we're headed in, and especially Sammy with a very um, vested interest in that, that region um, and, and a personal, you know, personal reasons for not wanting to go. Now we're headed over there. And, and I think that piggybacks on a larger political uh, shift that just, and I don't want to get too far into the politics of it all, but, yeah, this is progress. It's slow. Progress is usually, but I, I feel like this is huge. Oh yeah, and in Sammy's case, it was not going to work for us, brother. Uh, yeah, us, you yeah. know, us being the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, right? Um, right. Yeah. Um. So now, and look, I didn't know this was actually going on, but the news came out that Saudi Arabia had opened diplomatic relations with Syria, which, of course, for Sammy is huge. Yes, and that changes the entire dynamic of him being allowed into the country. And yeah. that's um, and so um, I'm sure. Look, I mean, for him, this is a big deal. Um, and you know, obviously, you know, the WWE did not broker peace between Saudi Arabia and Syria or anything. But I'm sure for him, as somebody who was not allowed into the country for these years to be allowed is a big deal. And 
it's it's a big victory lap for progress and change and it's a big middle finger to a lot of the folks who were you know shouting pretty hard about the i look i understand if you want to feel a certain way about wwe performing in saudi arabia but you know triple h got up there the, for the first show and said you know this time around we're not gonna have a women's match next time around i hope we do and y'all laughed and scoffed and said this was you know they're just going over there for the bag they're just going over for for that i'm not telling you that they're not i'm not telling you that they're not 100 percent about money and all that stuff. And I'm not telling you that WWE is an agent for change. Not that either. But frankly, a bunch of you said they weren't going to get here. They're here now. Sammy's going over there. We've had multiple women's matches over there. You know, it's I can't tell you if they're where they're going to become our partner in peace in the next 50 years. But I can tell you for with confidence that a lot of you shouted pretty confidently about some certain things and y'all were wrong. So enjoy yeah and um um and you know and uh i also um pleasantly surprised at the result of the battle royal last night um because our guy mustafa ali will be getting now he, he's not going to beat gunther obviously but he he he, he is getting a shot at the intercontinental title yeah. well and that's a huge showcase for him yeah. And I think as as long as he gets out there and has a good showing, you know, it's I I I, I keep rooting for Ali, and I I here's a guy who 14, 15 months ago, actually almost a year and a half ago, had asked for his release. Very vocal about how unhappy he was with WWE, his direction creatively. He was part of a disastrous angle in uh, Retribution, and I remember him because I follow him on Twitter. And I remember around Royal Rumble time, I believe Shane McMahon ended up taking his spot in the Royal Rumble in 2022. Because remember Mustafa, Mustafa Ali posting on Twitter, no, I don't want to be in the Royal Rumble. I want my release. Yeah. And, you know, here we are, you know, 14, 15 months later, and the guy's going over to Kingdom of Saudi Arabia in a Intercontinental Championship match with Gunther, which, again, has a foregone conclusion. But... We're still here now, and he's become an ambassador of sorts for just different different things. And it's I'm glad to see that they invested in him. I'm glad to see that he gave it a second chance because I think there's value in the kid. Um, I can understand every reason why he was frustrated. Um, they they we talk you know about the the creative handcuffs and the creative shackles, and he really creatively was trying to do some things that. Quite frankly, your average WWE fan is not ready for. Yeah. Um, it was rather polarizing. I didn't mind it. I thought it was mad creative. I thought it was outside the box thinking, and I was here for it. But I also understand why they wouldn't um, pull the trigger on that. Can I also interject that I would be fascinated to see the wor- the timeline in uh, this universe where WWE gives – Mustafa Ali, praise, effort, and budget. Um, yeah. Just hey, go nuts, bud. I would be fascinated to see what that. He's looks like. very creative. Exactly. Oh, That's what I'm saying. Like, if you give that guy a little bit more rope and give him a little bit more budget, who knows what he, you know what? I, I'm, I'm gonna stand and die, I will die on this hill that 
Retribution had, failure had nothing to do with the people who were in it. Oh, not at all. And, uh, not at all. Not at all. And, and we and he he spoke about that in a interview. I think I posted in our group chat. Um, yeah. They had you know they had they had ideas for stuff and they did some of it online, but it didn't get on TV and. And look, as you know, you know, we've talked before about how the the social media stuff and all of that, I mean, it can help, but ultimately what gets on TV, you know, again, the majority of the vast majority of the people, they watch the TV show and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. So if you're not getting your stuff on TV, then, you know, it, it's, it's just not the same. And, you know, he said that himself in this interview. Um, but you know, and it's his his whole take on everything is very interesting because, like you said, I mean, the the frustration he had at the time was pretty clear. Um, but he, um, you can also see that he recognizes that through this particular job, he's gotten to see and do things he otherwise would not have. Um, like I said, he he went over uh, for a Ramadan this year, and you know he went. You know, basically, um, as part of the, you know, the, I mean, he, that was, I'm assuming, set up maybe through the company, but it was very much as a, you know, it was as much as an ambassador for, you know, the company or whatever, as it was for his own kind of cultural and religious, you know, you know, uh, edification. Right. And he was, I mean, he was excited as hell to, to go. And, you know, just like, I mean, it was really cool just to see some of the comment sections, you know, in, in some of his posts. I mean, people just, you know, making, you know, um, you know, uh, some of his fellow Muslims just responding to him and, you know, and happy for him. And even in the little video when he was walking towards, you know, he was walking towards Mecca, like a guy came up to him who was who was a wrestling fan and just, you know, hugged him and recognized, you know, and um, and he's become somewhat of a staple of these shows. I mean, and because he, he takes it like the Saudi shows because he he takes it as a as an opportunity to perform as a Muslim in front, you know, in front of Muslim people and, you know, and to basically, you know, be someone they can look at, you know, and, so and, and to show part, us. And I was going to say that part and why, and also just the fact that he has been, again, you hand him something, he's going to do well with it. I don't know if what, what you hand him is going to make him a superstar or get tons of TV time or whatever, but you hand him something, he will try his absolute damnedest with him. That, yeah. along with the cultural part of it, I'm and I'm like, depending on where we are in Gunther's record, I don't know. I could, uh, puncher's chance is the word that I will use. <clears throat> I would say, I've talked about this on DWI, talked about it with a uh, frequent guest on here, PC Tunney. Honky... Gunther has to hold on to that through SummerSlam to beat Honky Tonk Man's record. And if that is the plan, then we've got a few more months of Gunther as Intercontinental Champion. That is the only reason why I would but, say that um, Ali isn't winning. Is Ali capable of winning and being a, a perfectly fine Intercontinental Champion? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and yes. I would say we're right in the sweet spot of... Okay, it's okay for him to drop it, drop it, because we're not quite there to wow. You almost got to honky tonk. Does that make sense? We're not quite in the area where it's like wow, that's getting really close. So I feel yeah. like 
He well, could grab it and start like, wow, he's held it. it for a long time and he's now dropped it. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah, like I said, puncher's chance. That's it. Um, I think, it, look, if it was anybody but Gunther, I would, I would pick, I would actually pick him. Like if it, if it was some, like if it was like Austin Theory, right? Yeah. I, mean, I, I would pick yeah. him and given the location and all of that, um, you know, but it's not, I mean, you know, they're not going to have with everything they've done with Gunther. So up to this point, they're, I, you know, they're not going to have him lose basically like, like in some type of upset, you know, anywhere. Um, but I'm just, well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the man just to be getting this. And to be honest, oh, I yeah. mean, you know, because again, he, he's been through a lot of ups and downs. Um, he's had his, like, he's had his frustrations. Um, he's, been, you know, he's made the best of this and, and, and like you can, you can see through it all while he, you know, even through his frustrations, uh, he, he is happy for what he's been able to get in, in, in life by having the job that he has now. Yeah. And, and I, I'll, I'll call it like it is. He wouldn't have gotten this opportunity in AEW. Like, I think if he had left and gone to AEW, there would have been that initial, hey, we got this guy. And then a month later, he'd be on the YouTube show while it still existed. And that's not a knock on him. That's just that's just historically Tony Khan booking. Yeah. And um, so, I'm, I mean, you know, when he asked for his release at the time, I, I wanted him to give it to him because generally, you know, I feel like, if you're that unhappy where you're asking for it, then and 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 if they're not going to use you any different than they've been using you, then they yeah. didn't. Yeah, I think they should just let you go. If you you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, that, I mean, that's where I'm at. If if they if they're just letting you spin your tires, come on, man. But honestly, right. even if you're like, hey, I want to go, it's like, no, we want you to do this, this, and this, and they're not, you know, like Dean Ambrose. Like no, dude, yeah. we we've got shit for you to do, you know. I'm sorry, not I don't think anyone set him up for failure with like the gas mask stuff or anything like that. I think they were just like, I don't know, you're a guy who can get this over. Let's try some weird shit. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. think with Ambrose, I and mean, we can come back to Ali in a minute. With Ambrose, they're like, okay, this guy likes to do X Y Z. We're not yeah. doing X Y Z. Where can we meet him in the middle? Can we give him some type of weird thing? That's not ultra violent, but is ultra different. Like the gas mask thing was not good. Like it really wasn't, but it was at least someone trying to think outside the box and give Ambrose something different from what he'd been doing. I get where they were trying to go with it. I don't think whoever wrote that segment understood the assignment. Um, Well, I'll I'll tell you, well, they got it in the same neighborhood. Because uh, I know where you're coming from, DJ, where it's like, okay, we can't do the hardcore violent super shit. Okay, let's make him really weird, and let's find a really weird thing that sticks. Because you know what? Most of the hardcore guys are a little weird. Uh, yeah, so. I guess. Um, yeah, look, it just, I mean, we'll give, we'll give him what we've seen since he's left. It, I mean, it was good. It, this is how it was going to end up for it him. Was it was the best move for him. And I don't was, have to like it, no, but, but it's it, working for him. And it, it was going like to end. Saying, 
You don't. Sorry, we're getting way off of Ali here. So they're not going to hand him a bunch of unless they've just got him out in two minute matches, like losing to flavor of the week and losing to flavor of the week. Okay, fine. They they're probably everyone's just waiting for that contract to run out. But no, dude, they've given the dude since he has turned it around with the whole I want my release thing. He has knocked it out of the not knocked it out of the park, but he's given given it his damnedest every single thing they've asked him to do. And I think this will be a cool attaboy moment for him. I don't know. Yeah, and um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets the you know the big ovation like Zelina did over there. Yeah, um, yeah. Because like he he's become a staple of his of these shows, and the people over there have really taken them. Um, well, he's I mean he's one of theirs. Yeah, yeah and, uh, uh, so all right. Uh, it's, he's one of their he's one of theirs who do, they don't often see represented as a good guy on TV. How about that? Yeah, that and that was you know something that was the nuance that I was going to point out is that typically you know they are the the villain and he never wanted to do that. Like he never wanted to be the stereotypical Muslim villain. Yeah, and, and I always respected him for that stance. Like I really did, and I was really shocked when he turned heel and went with retribution because I really think because again, this is Vince McMahon in charge of creative at the time. Vince is going to push for that, like because in right. Vince's head, that's what American audiences want. And I was glad to see that even as as bad as certain things ended up being with um, retribution. He really was just like the the ringleader, cult leader for retribution. Right. He, he didn't go full, you know, you know, anti. It, it, he didn't go full stereotypical. Yeah. Which I, I, I appreciate. He was he was more of a hacktivist and like a you know like a you know an organizer or someone or like a a gang leader or something like that. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. a villain. You know, yeah, I don't know. It's we have no place for the I hate America gimmick in 2023 anyway. Yeah, just like if I never see another I hate America gimmick again in pro wrestling, I won't miss it. Right. Yeah, same here. And, you know, and look, um, there was a time I'm not going to say I was never entertained by any of those because, yes, I was. No, Um, but it's, you know, again, it's but. Yeah, I mean, in 2023, you know, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, we've we moved past that. I mean, particularly like, and, and, you know, with people who are like, he's from Chicago, right? And just like, right. And like, yeah. you, know, you know, you know, Nikita Koloff from Minneapolis, Minnesota, whose real name is like Scott Simpson, and he's supposed to be. You know, I America, da, 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 you know, and I mean, you know, I mean, God, <laughs> at, le- at least he's authentically pack- what, Pakistani. Yeah. Ali is. He's authentically Pakistani via right. Chicago, but he's not like, what was, what was the guy that they had in the two thousands? Um, oh, oh, Muhammad Hassan. That was the yeah. dirt worst ever. And he was Italian, wasn't he? Yes. The guy was Italian. <laughs> and like, I mean, boy. and they had this whole gimmick with everybody. Yoko Zuna, like, anybody? Hello? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, but this is more, this is more recent. Yeah. Well, with well, uh, Muhammad Hassan. Oh, and, 
and I, and I mean, and that was like a full blown like stereotypical. They looked like some like Al Qaeda death squad or something. Oh yeah, like they went there. full. They went oh. full Al Qaeda with him. I mean, it it was bad. Um, it was really bad. Um, the worst part of that was he was a hell of a worker. Like he was actually really good in the ring, and he got saddled with this just terrible gimmick. I mean, the guy he was a good looking dude. He could work, he could talk, and he got saddled with this with this gimmick that just absolutely ruined any chance at a real career he may have had. I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, yikes. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was. I mean, it was. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. So what else we got? I don't want like because like I said, we're gonna go over the card in depth a little bit later. Um, is there anything else notable? I know Natty is getting her annual um, uh, women's championship title match. Yeah, um, and and people need to, don't breathe heavy over this stuff, folks. Okay. No, Natalia's go, fine. I like, mean, I, I don't understand the hate for Natalia. I really don't. It's I I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, well. I mean, all I, I mean, it's just the only thing I ever see from folks is that she supposedly, she's allegedly, you know, taking a spot from a younger person by hanging on for so long. What? Okay, so you see the you see this younger person in a fifteen-minute match in Saudi Arabia and get pinned, or or, or, or ten-minute match or whatever. Well, I like, okay, she's the... not she's not cutting in line, guys. Well, I was doing the to... job that you don't want your guys to do anyway. Exactly. And, and that's the that's the thing. And then not only that, but I mean, there are plenty of times where she gets sent out there to lose in two minutes. Yeah, yeah. man. Right. You I want mean, your fave out there doing that, too. I mean, because I mean, like she left like last year, she lost in to Leah in like three seconds. And it's like, OK, so do you want your NXT? Do you want your favorite fresh up from NXT doing that instead? Right. Would like, you like, like Shotzi to take the. Take the two-minute job, or like you want to see Indy Hardwell going to get pinned in three seconds by somebody? No. Hey, and also I'm pretty sure they still owe her some, you know, attaboys from back in the day, from what before I started wrestling watching again. Some of the gimmicks they had her doing they're doing, they're in those early divas in those early divas days, exactly. Yes. They're doing a so you know what. Gimmick. If she gets an an add a girl like w championship match once every eighteen months, I promise you all will live. And this is this is my this is literally coming from a guy whose wife every single time that we hear Bret Hart's guitar hit the the uh, SmackDown or Raw, she literally says out loud, "Oh, Natty, waste my time." But how so, much time is she wasting? And I tried she- to. No, she, she had and what my wife five minutes on this. SmackDown the other night. The match in in Saudi Arabia is going to if it goes eight minutes, I would be shocked. But, like if we get eight minutes out of Natalia and Rhea Ripley, I would be I would consider that a gift. And so you're looking at to- total time in the World Championship picture for Natalia for the year of 2024 is going to take up less than 30 minutes of someone else's time. Yeah. And yeah, you guys are breathing heavy about that. Between TV yeah. time, between entrance, between match, 30 minutes tops that's is what the, we're getting. That's kind of where my wife wife is at because she's like, she could be a cardboard cutout. Just whatever role that she is about to fulfill, like it 
could be anybody. No offense to Natty or anything like that. And that's not entirely true. There have been some gimmicks that she's done. But in any case, okay, it's just where it's just the human this is filler title card. You know, where it's just like, okay, I understand that I'm not actually supposed to care about this. That's kind of right. where my head goes. But some of y'all are fucking mean, all right? Let right, the girl exactly. live. Let the girl get a paycheck. Right. Right, exactly. And um Yeah, and then um you know, her and Dolph, man, it's like, you know, let these people get their money. I mean You beat like, me yeah. to it. You yeah, beat like, me to it, Rob, because I was sitting here thinking while Jason was talking, this match for Natalia is like Dolph Ziggler taking on Kofi Kingston. You know for a damn fact Dolph Ziggler's not out there to beat Kofi Kingston. He is out there to kind of help solidify and legitimize Kofi Kingston's World Heavyweight Championship reign. And that's really where we are with with, uh, Natalya and Rhea. You know, they're going to have a great match. It's going to be hard-hitting. Natalya is a powerhouse. To be no taller than she is, she's built like a freaking fire plug, man. And she's going to go out there, and Rhea's not just going to muscle her around. It's going to be a good fight. And, And people, I think, forget that. I mean, the alternative. Yeah, it's it's I mean, not offensive, guys. Just no, it's not. Stop and, acting like it's offensive. Right, that's my problem. Like, look, if I mean, if you if you don't want to see it, then then you know what? Then go to the bathroom. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, fine. Grab a snack or something. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Like, you know, it, it's okay because again, the alternative is going to be, you know, because. Look, uh, the alternative is well, for somebody else. Somebody live in who, there again? So yeah, I mean, but, so she she can get beat in five minutes. Yeah, I mean, run run live through the meat grinder again. Is that what y'all want? Or you know, or like I said, or you know, Z- ooh, 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 Zelina, put Zelina through right again because oh, she just that had that big girl. loss. She could take another one. That poor girl. You leave Zelina alone. But I mean, I'm but just it's, saying, it's, it's, that's but, what but some of these people want. I know, I know. I just see what you're saying. I mean, but if you if you look at the I mean raw, if you look at the women on the raw roster, if it's not going to be Natty, then I don't want to bring it up here because there are you know names that are some you know kind of sentimental favorites and whatnot. Um, Are you? Are you? Like I mean, do do y'all want? Okay, so like, do y'all want Indy Hardwell to go out there at Night of Champions and lose in five minutes? Hell no. Okay, do you want Candice LeRae to go out there and lose in three minutes? Absolutely no. hell no. Okay, do you want... Um... Uh, I'll take... Hey, I'll take Candice LeRae losing to Rhea Ripley in 10 or 15 minutes? That that ain't happening, yeah. brother. Yeah, I kind of do, Rob. But they're not going to book that match that way. Okay. If they, if I they, know. Nah, Mama Wrestling ain't getting you know, 12 minutes with Rhea Ripley. I may love some Mama Wrestling, unfortunately, but... Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> it's not... Again, I, I have to correct myself. It's not Candace Wrestling as I know and Rhea Ripley as I know. It's Candice LeRae as has been presented on WWE Monday Night Raw. Exactly. Versus right. the Eradicator Rhea Ripley. Right, that's 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 a t- so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the vast majority of our audience, guys, the vast majority of this audience doesn't know that Candice LeRae can take a 
boot full yeah. of thumbtacks to the face and just keep on trucking. Indie Rific Candice LeRae is getting 12 to 15 minutes right. with with Rhea and Ripley. WWE Indie presented Rific Candice, Candice LeRae, LeRae right now. Indie Rific Candice LeRae is also whooping that ass and she might, is going to win. Probably. <laughs> but not, so, yeah, but. I but mean, again, it's not I mean, offensive, guys. Right. Or do you want you want the superhero lady to get you know murdered mm. in three minutes? I mean. Hey, Rob, Rob I know you would be okay that. with that. No, and at this point, no. She's 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 taken enough. Of oh, he's moved on from it. He's healed. Oh, wow. Well, no, why? Because look, she got no. what she deserved. Okay, Jason. So we, we, nature we, 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 is healing. No, well, he's no, said, no. He, I don't think he's. <laughs> I think she's. She has gotten enough punishment from the WWE system. I don't think Rob is ever going to forgive her. <laughs> well, look. Okay, um, <laughs> she got what she deserved. Okay. Right. And that, that's all to yeah. you know. Her like, sentence look, has been carried out. Hey, look, can we take a look, side quest for a minute? No, don't, don't make me tweet out the picture again of her, you know, standing. No, oh, we don't need to do that. Holding, God, I put the shovel DJ. away. DJ, <laughs> side quests. We put never the shovel do. away, Rob. Put the so, shovel but, away. But anyway, but, oh. but the point is, it, the, if, if Natty wasn't in that position, then it's okay. The, the woman who loses in two minutes to the next up and comer on TV is going to be somebody else. They're not going to do away with that because, yep. because yeah. that's not there and, and right. they will end up give putting someone that you do care about in that spot instead. And, so, and God bless her, but it always, it can't always be Aaliyah. I don't think it's going to be Aaliyah. I don't even think she was named in the draft. What she, yeah. Um, um, again, <laughs> I'm a little yeah. worried about Aaliyah's chances yeah. right now. Um, <laughs> again, I'm not, again, this is, this is not to advocate for unemployment, but no. I mean, Privilege. I mean, she. I mean, she's said herself that she's ready to go, and they just haven't called her. And right, um, right. and she did not get drafted. So, um, and let's be real. As much as we support her and love her, and every single time she's on screen, she basically pops me. That girl smashed her head on her ceiling there. She like she multiple did, times. and unfortunately, with the in, with the infusion, I should say, of Zoe Stark. Amy yeah. Hartwell, yeah. Candice um, LeRae, um, d- d- she just fell to the back of an extremely <coughs> long line. Um, yeah. But the side quest I wanted to go on, I want to tell you guys, I'm having fun with Liv Morgan and Raquel as the women's tag team champions. As I, soon maybe as she, I'm as an island here. As soon as she used her as a weapon, I was sold. I popped. When she grabbed her and started swinging her around and was beating that people was... with Liv, I was like, you know what? I'm good with this. This is the kind of fun that I watch WWE for. Okay, so Liv Morgan is having the time of her life, and I love every minute of this. Here's my journey with them. So Liv, I'm still kind of bummed. I understand that she flew flew too close to the sun, and she, you know, she took the ball and ran 300 yards through the end zone. I was still kind of upset when her little championship reign came to an end, just because that was fun. She was a great time. She was fun when she was up at the top there. And then kinda... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to mute him for a minute. Sorry. What? Rob, Rob's being, she... Rob's being, uh, he's being the all right. bear tonight. Enough. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Look at him. He's all proud of himself. <laughs> so. Let's play cake with the baseball bat. Jeez. So, okay. She starts doing the hardcore thing and that's cool. And then. She's paired with happy-go-lucky um, 
what's her name? Oh my god, Raquel. Raquel. Uh, Raquel. And I'm like, and I haven't since they turned her like facey face on the main roster. I've just been like, all right, I'm out. I don't, I don't believe for a second of this character. Yes, you have a billion gigawatt smile. She does. She's incredible. Oh, smile she's got and an all incredible smile. She also does, in fact, have a back. Um, and like, I don't know. I've just been lost with the character. Like, what are you? Them two together, they've tra- finally started to like figure it out. And she, Raquel, is showing more character and more like. In- emotion other than i'm just gonna smile through everything uh she you, she's you can emoting credit, and she's you can credit, credit Liv for that Liv. yes Liv is can. helping bring her along and we need to give Liv her flowers for that and so i was like okay we might be onto something fun here with you know hardcore Liv kind of bringing the the beast and the crate and the fun out of raquel and then when Raquel used Liv as a battering ram, <laughs> brothers, I was sold. And you know what? Let's get those girls the let's get those girls on every single week until I get tired of this. Yeah, and, and I think that's the bad news. Doomsday is coming. Oh boy, here he comes. Who's gonna take him out, Rob? Who do you, who do you think? Who's well, coming? Who took him out Monday? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> See, I haven't caught all of Raw. I need oh, to watch okay, it. But yeah, I know Rhonda, Rhonda, and um, Shayna are back in the picture. So that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. No, so okay. I think I look, that's all right. Just... I'll stop. Okay, I'll stop being a jerk for a few minutes. <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna put it on pause. No, because because I'm sorry. Okay. Because okay, here's the thing. No, I'm I will not abide by anyone saying that that championship reign was good it was not okay um lips yes it was not no stop it stop it stop it stop it it was not good stop it okay Rob you hates. again it was fun it no, was it, fun. Oh, I'm sorry I, oh i'm sorry i had fun while i was watching it, the it, children's wrestling show it, it, right, tonight's it. episode rob hates fun no, okay. Uh, this I'm is like the third. This is like the third episode in a trilogy. Okay, see, no, I was, see, I was going to say something. See, I was going to say something complimentary. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Gonna, I was going to say something complimentary, but you, you don't want me to say something nice about her. Please, you don't? I'm anxious. I'm I'm waiting with bated breath. Okay, no. In all seriousness, no. This this tag team thing has been good. It has been good for both of them. Okay, and yes, it has been, and this is, I think this is the perfect spot for them, and I actually do think they should keep the tag team titles for a while, because you need to establish the tag team division, and you should keep them together, and they should be champions for a while, and you shouldn't just do a stupid breakup after two weeks, okay, Um, because... So you're saying Liv should beat Ronda again? No, well, they'll lose to Ronda and Shayna, but just not next week, right? I mean... Okay. That's all. I mean, because, I mean, they have the belt. So, I mean, if you do another quick title change and another stupid team breakup, then yeah, then that just, you're, you're pissing on your tag team division again. And, look, I will even say, yes, they've done a good job so far with what they've been doing. Okay. All right. But that tag team, that that that, that last year was, was shit. Okay. And I'm sorry. It, it stank. And it wasn't all her fault. But, you know, it was, again... Rhonda shouldn't have had competitive matches with her. Rhonda should have murdered her in under five minutes, and they and they made it. You know, they bent over backwards to make it competitive, and that just was no. I mean, because it hurt Rhonda coming out of it. Because I mean, 
Ronda looked ordinary. Mm. Which and the, and I don't think I don't think it hurt Ronda any. Oh, oh no, please. Because no, Ronda no. fell down a level anyway because she started doing tag shit after well, that. She, she fell down so, after no, she started doing tag shit because she fell down. I mean, because mm. after look, yeah, I mean, no, it, it that did not it did not help Ronda. It made Ronda look ordinary because you know, it you had her struggling with somebody who she against who she should have killed in five minutes or less. And they had her struggling to get through that. And you don't bring you don't hire Ronda Rousey to have her doing having you know struggle matches with people she should be killing under five minutes. Um mm. I, and that's well, I mean I think I, I think her retribution's coming. I, I don't disagree with you. I think uh, I think you know hell is coming to collect whenever Shayna and Ronda get their chance. But I'm saying for me, I hope that this run with Liv and Raquel lasts a bit longer. I'm having fun with it. Like and then really, Liv is bringing this personality out of out of Raquel, and it's been fun to watch her evolve, fun to watch her grow. I've liked like and like Jason said, she's got a billion gigawatt smile um and, yes. and she was over as over as hell in orlando last year when gianna and i went to smackdown there was a the dark match was raquel and um just fell right out of my head sonia deville and the, the crowd in orlando loved raquel and they had a great match awesome so. good stuff all right. Well, before we wrap it up, because I think we've just about hit our hit our uh, hit the end of things, haven't we? I don't think there's much else to talk about tonight. I would say so. All right. Well, before we get out of here, I want to invite you and encourage you to go over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. From there, you can pick yourself up the official Mindless Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. That's right. We do have our own shirt there now. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Go over there. Check it out. Pick one up. Pick one up in soft style. Drop a couple of bucks. Your skin will thank you. We will thank you. Go on over and check that out. The official Mindless Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. Uh, gentlemen, let's wrap back around the room here. Jason, you got any parting shots on tonight's episode, Night of Champions, or anything else that might be on your mind? I'm really excited for Roman Reigns to walk to the ring on Monday with four fucking belts. That's going to be awesome. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's going to be awesome. That's all I got. Okay. How about you, Rob? Any parting thoughts? Any last thoughts on Night of Champions or anything going on? I think it'll be good. Again, I'm I'm looking forward to most honestly out of everybody. I'm looking forward for Ali to have a good showing. That's real. Well, I want more anything else. Okay. Well, we are still about a week and a half away from that premium live event. We'll probably have a little bit more in-depth uh, discussion about that next week. Uh, I, again, I'm looking forward to my boy Seth Rollins bringing home the inaugural World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, that thing's going to look gorgeous around his waist, coupled with whatever ridiculous outfit of the night he has on. That absolute maniac. Uh, next week, I am going to give, if I survive everything, a little bit of a uh, review on Welcome to Rockville that I'm going to be going to this weekend. So I'll probably take up a small chunk of the show over that. Other than that, you have been listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Going to wrap around the room one more time. Thank my co-hosts, Mr. Rob from the Rob the Genius Podcast. Thank you, sir. Fun night tonight. Thank you, man. Always a pleasure.
Yep, and Bucky's tag team partner, Jason, glad you're doing better this week. Hopefully, as much as I may rib you about it, hopefully your Celtics continue to not give you any pain through the remainder of this playoff season, because I I don't want to hear you crying the blues on this show. Man, if we go to the finals twice in a row, and oh, God, I can't. I may have to mute mute you. (laughs) You're going to be unlivable. My wife will have to mute me. (laughs) <laughs> Just mute, mute my sobbing that'll come from the the guest bedroom all all summer. The mindless wrestling podcast may turn into a therapy session for Jason. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and as always, I'm the man with the award winning beard. Your DJ, one of your hosts. Again, you've been listening to the mindless wrestling podcast, part of the Chair Shot Radio Network. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling, you can call it sports entertainment, you can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring, and we're out of here till next week. <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.